Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. We celebrate them, watch videos of their heroics, especially 9-11. Now a movie called First Responders dives into the personal side with the effect these heroics can have on first responders and those around them. Today on In Awe by Bruce, we are fortunate to have Cameron Arnett, a lead actor in the movie, coming out as a Fathom event on October 24th and 25th in theaters. Cameron has been nominated for the NAACP Outstanding Actor in a Drama. You've seen him in movies like I Still Believe, Overcomer. You might have seen him on TV shows like Star Trek Next Generation. You know, we're fortunate to have Cameron to tell us about this movie and explain more about the impact. Cameron, welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Thank you so much. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here. It's an awesome thing to deal with um, this kind of subject matter because I think it resonates with everyone. Things that we've been going through, like you said, 9-11, we just finished remembering and seeing even on the news and all these other things, the effects that linger still. And so great to be in a film that brings that to the forefront. Cameron, as we look at this film, First Responders, what was it that drew you to doing the film? Well, you know, a, a couple of different things. One, of course, you know, uh, Scotty Curley is the one who approached me on it, and he's just a phenomenal individual. I worked with him before, and anything he does and wants me to do, I'm just right there. But at the same time, when you deal with the first responders, again, it's something that that has touched all of our lives, mm. and that right now we are in, a, in an atmosphere where there are the fallacies that are going on between the minorities and the police and all those kind of things. And I say fallacy because there's so much propaganda, so much insidious behind the scenes, disciple mm -hmm. of Satan kind of stuff that happens on both sides that propagate lies from one side to the other. And that keeps us separated when the reality of the situation is we have such a need in our lives for heroic, as you put, courageous people that throw themselves into the line of danger while people are running out, they're running in kind of a deal. And whether you're talking about firefighters, we're talking about policemen, whether you're talking about anybody that is in those kind of vocations, mm -hmm. you know, there should be uh, an honor given an esteem. There should be a, um, the church should be praying um, because we have need of people of integrity, people of not only the courage and, and but also the integrity to do it for the right reason, do it for all people. And I think a, a movie like this just brings that out to the forefront. And, and so I'm just very happy to have um, had the privilege of being a part of it. Is it okay to ask you what some of the things are that you're seeing coming from both sides that are the fallacies that kind of throw everything into the wrong light? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I think, first of all, it's the generalities. You know what I'm saying? We throw out things as if they cover blankets of people when in, in actuality, you're dealing with individuals, you're dealing with certain people. For example, when you're dealing with the police, you have people who have given their lives to take care of other people. 
people mm -hmm. who who have the courage and the care, the empathy mm -hmm. for throwing themselves in the forefront of danger for the sake of other people. And yet you have the fallacy of the blanket statement that everybody wants to defund the police. Mm -hmm. There isn't anyone that I know of, you know, black, white, blue, purple, or green, that doesn't want to stand for justice, for rightness, for righteousness, that doesn't want to do the right thing for, for any human. And so whatever color you may find any individual, there is a desire for what is right. There is an empathy for people. There is a running into the fire for the sake of another out of every and any culture. And so the fallacy is that there is a people, there is a culture, there is a color they, that wants to do the wrong thing mm -hmm. as opposed to the right thing. When the reality is that I don't care if you're dealing with humans, there yeah. are good ones and there are bad ones. Mm -hmm. And the ability for us to stand and finally say, you know, there are people who want justice, there are people who don't. There are people who want rightness, there are people who don't. There are people who are, you know, and so that it begins to separate it's from the perspective of right and wrong, as opposed to an entire group of people that are labeled a certain thing, whether you're talking about all blacks are criminals or whether you're talking about all police or killers or, you know, whatever people say, yeah, none of those things are true. No, I know. <laughs> and it all it, gets it, blanketed, like you it said. All gets blanketed. And when you're dealing with humanity, there's good and there's evil, there's right and there's wrong. And you have to let everything stand on its own so that those of us who are actually for the good, for the right, can uh, remain on our own two feet and, and be able to be a, of service and of help to each other the way that we're supposed to. You know, you have a whole bunch of people that are praying for the first responders, for the police, and yet they get blanketed and, and thrown into the same group as anybody else who's yelling out and screaming out, defund the police. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So take us into the movie and, and what the movie's about. And then maybe we'll go into then after that, what as people portraying this movie and what these heroes do, what you're hoping everybody gets out of it. Yeah, the, the, the movie basically is a slice of what happens in the lives of people that are first responders in that, like I said before, you, you know, people are, are running out and they're running in. And sometimes we see them driving the cars, we see the police stations, we see all those, but these are people that, mm -hmm. have, that, have, that are married, that have children, that have dreams, that have hopes and callings, that have, you know, they're, they're, some of them are church people, some of them are not, but the bottom line is that these are people, and it touches on the effects that happen in their lives while they yet are wired to be courageous enough to throw themselves in the line of danger for other lives. And what that produces in their own that we don't even think about sometimes that, that we need to have empathy for. And yeah. I think that this movie uh, allows us to kind of see where we are, wherever we may be, and, and, and also allows us to, to kind of peer into their lives and, and realize now when we see people on the street that are first responders, whatever arena that they may be in, and the people that we know that are first responders that give us a little insight as to what they go through and what maybe we may be uh, able to be a help to them in and treating them like humans. Yeah. 
Let's sum some of that up that you just said, because your last comment is particularly mm -hmm. important about treating people like humans. As a Christian, mm -hmm. from a godly point of view, mm -hmm. what would you sum up to tell somebody in the church, here's how to view the situation? You know, Christ died for all. He came and he died and resurrected for all. So regardless of what vocation someone may have to begin with, we are here to love God and love people, mm -hmm. to be good to people, to be of service to people, to give ourselves and our lives for people. No greater love has anybody that he laid out his life for his friends. And so we are here to lay down our lives for other humans. And then we are here to understand what effects a life has on them based on what they are called wired to do. Mm -hmm. You know, how the, the scriptures talk about, you know, when you take a look at apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, those are spiritual first responders. Mm -hmm. And God says to us as congregants, not to make it hard for them to do their mm -hmm. job because they watch over our souls. And so these people that are out there throwing themselves into danger for the sake of the safety of, of humanity, of society, have the same need of being understood that we shouldn't make their jobs hard. Yeah. You know, we should be of, of, of help and of service. When I'm boarding a plane, they always allow service people, active service men and women to get on board first. And sometimes I've been privileged enough to be on a plane where before we board, the airline attendants mm -hmm. will, will not only let them on, on first, but will admonish everybody in, in the airport to, to cheer them on. Uh, and, and what a moment that wow. is. Wow. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you are, you are there taking part in a moment of understanding the lives of these people that are safeguarding the country while you sleep. Yeah, yeah. That's a moment. That is a moment. <laughs> You've made, you know what? I used to fly a lot. Never mm -hmm. seen that. And you just you just hit me with something with next time that happens, maybe I just need to start clapping. Oh, yeah. I've actually flown into somewhere and have seen 15, 20, 25, 30 servicemen and, and women going through the corridor and people just oh. you know, clapping and cheering. And it's surreal. It's it's emotional. Yes. <sighs> People do care mm -hmm. and people do understand the importance and you pray and you wish that everybody does and would, and then you boil it down to the everyday aspect of firefighters and, and policemen and, and those kind of people that on an everyday basis are taking care of the community around them. And there should be an applause. There should be a thank you being yes. said that cheer them on and, and, and make them know that they're not looked down upon as... Second-rate citizens? <laughs> and, and not even second-rate. It, it, see, the atmosphere has gotten so bad yeah. that people hate the police, people hate... And where would you be? <laughs> yeah, yes. You know? I mean, I, and, and again, I'm not saying that there aren't bad people, there aren't bad police, and there aren't bad... There's bad people. Right. But, but to blanket the entire community of first responders as being evil because of the effects or the lives of a few. Right. It's not no. right. No. One bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch. Come on, man. You know, yes, we ought to pick out that bad apple, 
do what needs to be done. But man, mm-hmm. don't 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 call the whole barrel rotten, and don't and don't treat the whole barrel as if they did harm. Right. So well yeah. said. Thank you. It's crazy. Cameron, as you were in the movie, mm-hmm. anything new stir up inside of you of appreciation or yes. change um, your view? Yes, because again, the role that I play, and I'm and I try not to give any spoilers, but the role that I play goes through some traumatic emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by the empathy, because in understanding the humanity of, of the people that we're watching, because I deal with the fact that some of these people don't make it home. Yeah. And not only do some of them don't make it home, they walk out of their house never knowing whether they're going to make it home. What a load to carry. And what happens also is that now in the atmosphere in which we're in, you have people that are actually trying to make sure they don't make it home. Mm-hmm. And so those kind of things, I think, I dealt with doing the film um, because there are relationships that I had with other responders within the film mm-hmm. that brought out those emotions of understanding and the turmoil that you take home with you when these tragedies happen. Yeah. Friends and partners and family members. So, yeah, it was um, quite emotional and quite revealing. And I pray that uh, the people that watch it take that away with them so that when they start seeing these other humans in their vocation on the streets, that they have a better understanding of of what they may carry that they didn't know before. Right. One thing I wanted to ask you was, how did you prepare for some of the emotions and the situations and illustrating what they go through? How How did you prepare for that and the other actors? Well, you know, again, for me as a, a Christian, I prepared differently than most other actors because God had revealed to me since leaving California, leaving Hollywood, how to reassess acting as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so now I teach Christian actors how to do it from God's perspective. Yeah. So my preparation is different in that I know that emotionally I can't carry what a non-believer carries. And that's why you see, again, in Hollywood, you see people getting married, you know, five, six times and and all this turmoil that happens in their personal lives. They get drunk, they get, you know, they get stuck on drugs because they are keeping the spirits of the characters that they portray Uh. in their lives. And so it unravels their lives. And so because I can't partake in that, God has taught me how to still have the same emotions, if you would, but Mm -hmm. have it from a godly perspective. And so my preparation is different in that for me to cry over the death or the maiming of someone, I can't use the same kind of subtext that a worldly actor would use. Uh I I can't take that home with me. I have to do it in a way that is from a God perspective so that when I take it home, it could still be right. Are there other things that you found are helpful for you in adjusting to that world? Because I think that's helpful for all of us. It is because, you know, the principles of acting are the principles of Christianity, meaning that we are, as Christians, we are new creations in Christ. All things have passed away. All things become new. We're really a new species. And so the way that the Bible says to us to renew our minds, what we see in Jesus is a man who left heaven, his body walked the earth, but his mind never left heaven. Mm-hmm. So whenever he found something that didn't look like heaven, he spoke a word to it and he transformed it into what heaven looks like. And so those principles of acting 
because we're supposed to take on a character and embody that character and live that character out. Uh -huh. Well, the scriptures, the Bible is our script. Uh -huh. And we're supposed to live out Jesus in our skin. That's what really living is all about. So therefore, we have an alternate reality. When we look at things, that's why the Bible says we call those things as be not as though they were. Mm -hmm. Because we have an alternate reality. So when we walk into every situation, whatever it looks like, if it doesn't look like heaven, we speak heaven or we are heaven to it. And we transform it into what heaven looks like. We have to be a whole different character. Uh-huh. I think I'm hearing a book here. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've done production, directing. <laughs> I'm thinking writers coming up. <laughs> you know, and so that's the way I approach the characters that I play. Yeah. From, from that perspective, because when I come home, I still have to not be wearing an emotional something that I run my wife through. Yes. Yeah. And that's what people in Hollywood end up doing. You know, if they're playing a character who's drunk, they end up carrying that home. Yes. It messes up their lives. Uh, that's so true. You've heard plenty of those stories. Oh, my gosh. And it's daily. It's, it's regular. Uh, you know, think about all these child stars that end up wrecking their lives mm -hmm. when they become older because they can't deal with all of that pressure and all of those things that they that they take on at such a young age and before you know it they're they're out of sorts all kind of ways you know and yeah. can't get it back wow hey did anything in the movie surprise you um i don't think that it was a surprise as much as how would i say everybody is at a different level Mm -hmm. as actors, as Christians. And I think not as a surprise, but as a through line, as you interact with other actors, other crew members of different levels of different beliefs, or at least levels in belief, because we're dealing with, with the saints, that people approach things and see things differently. Uh -huh. You know, it's not a surprise, but it is always a aha moment. Yeah. Yeah, because you go into it thinking a certain thing or seeing Christ a certain way, portraying how you move a certain way. Mm -hmm. And um, it doesn't always translate to everyone the same way at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think the what you learn is to um, walk through everyone's lives and love each and every person where they are and sometimes have to receive their love for, for your lack, <laughs> where you may be, you know? But it's, I think that's really the main thing, you know, when it happens, because I've been on so many sets, yeah, and all the sets are different, it's not a surprise anymore. It's just a, an aha moment anyway. Did you find that the movie, did it draw you all closer together? It did some. You know, I, I think, because, uh -huh. you know, you don't always, the thing about making movies is that you're not always in every scene with everybody, even though you, you kind of pass through people. Right, you know right. Saying? And, some, and some people you never even meet until you see the movie. Oh, I didn't even know you were in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, when I um, did Overcomer, and I had never met Priscilla Shire until we did the premiere. And so we're talking to each other. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, hey. You know, you know we're each other's fans. <laughs> But we, we had never met. So, you know, it's kind of like that sometimes, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but when you when, when you do act with people, it draws you. Certain things draw you. You become family. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a movie that I ended up uh, marrying because I pastored. I, I ended up officiating the wedding of two of the, the people who were characters in the film. 
you know? That's great. And so, you know, Christian filmmaking is just a beautiful thing mm-hmm. um, because it's not like the sets in, in Hollywood. You know, the, the tension is not there. The people ha- are there for a different reason. They're honoring God and and you become part of each other's lives. You know, you know right. I, I know these people everywhere now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We interviewed Rick Etheridge, who who's uh-huh. the writer for this, mm-hmm. and he did them all again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that back in the spring, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I love him. Great guy. Does he show up on a set like that, or pretty much he's written his part and then he doesn't well, have know, to come? Or Writers are different. Some people yeah. you know, show up, some people don't. Some people are very sticklers for their word. Some people aren't, you know, that kind of thing. You can ad-lib a little bit. But working with people like him, and that's someone that I didn't know by name, but I just knew by face, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, working with people like that is always a blessing to watch the seamlessness of wanting to see the project just happen. Yes. You know, wanting to make the message the main thing and getting the point across that needs to be known and seen by everybody. Um, mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. Last question. If we're going to mm-hmm. sum up what you hope people walk away from the movie with, mm-hmm. what would it be? It would be the the humanity of the first responders. These are people who have lives and want to have lives uh, just like we do, just like the everyday person that they're protecting. Well, they want to be protected too. Yeah. Uh, the people's lives that they are uh, running into danger from, well, they want to make sure that they're not in danger either. They don't want to be harmed by the very people that they're trying to protect. Yeah. <laughs> so, they have hopes and aspirations and dreams for their children, just like we do, just like everybody does. Uh-huh. And so there, there, there should be an empathy and a support that goes beyond just the, you know, hey, how you doing? Right. Um, they run to dangerous things and they live dangerous lives. And we should esteem them for that. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Cameron. First responders out as a Fathom event, October 24th and 25th at 7 p.m., you can see Cameron and the rest of them and bring friends. It's going to, as Cameron said, help us get beyond blankets to really building empathy towards what these first responders do for everybody. Mm-hmm. So Cameron, God bless you. And thank you for your message and everything that you're doing. God bless you, brother. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you later. You got it.